It's the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. It's your jump around the league with Sean looking at young players and rookies all across the NFL, how they're performing, how they're fitting in, and of course, a side of Bucks talk and more. Best in Class podcast presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford. That's Bill Curry Ford. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm a little tired. Um, we've had a long week. We had uh, Hurricane Ian, which is why we didn't do a podcast last week. Unfortunately, the hurricane hit our southern dealers, Inglewood Ford and Matthews Curry Ford, which are part of the Curry Auto Group. And it was pretty devastating to a lot of our employees in their homes. We're going through a food drive right now to help them, but it's been been a long week, Grace, and um, I feel bad for for those families. And, and Jennifer Curry herself is taking food and supplies down to her employees down there herself and handing out water um, and supplies. And they don't have power still. It's the 5th of uh, October, and they still don't have power. So please keep uh, these people in your prayers. These are good, good, hardworking people, and they need our support. If you want to come and uh, send an email to gthomas at billcurry.com, if you want to give any donations, and I mean anything, I don't care if it's one thing um, that we could give these people, um, anything, they need everything. They lost their homes, their roofs, their, everything is underwater. We took substantial damage to our dealerships down there, and uh, you know our prayers are with, uh, with all of them. So that's what I wanted to go over as far as that's concerned. I know I want to talk about football and I want to talk about the football game, but it's, it's hard when, when real life happens. And for anybody that was affected by Hurricane Ian, my thoughts are out, go out to you. And if there's anything that Bill Curry Ford can do, please let us know at uh, bestinclass at billcurry.com. I'd be happy to get involved and see if I can use any of my connections to help anybody that's in need, especially the listeners of the podcast and, and uh, followers of Joe Buck's fan. It's a, uh, Anything that I can do to help, I, I wouldn't mind doing. On that note, let's um, talk about the Buccaneers game. And I'm not even going to go through, Grace. I'm not going to go through the follow-us in the podcast. They know what's going on. We can do that next week. Uh, let's just talk about some football, and then uh, then we'll move on. Uh, and Hopefully, we'll have a much better week next week. So uh, let's talk about the Chiefs and the Buccaneers game. And we came off this week of damage, we, you know, uh, a personal damage and personal harm that we could have had, and we survived, and we came through it, and then we were all looking forward to this Bucks game on Sunday night. The timing couldn't have been more perfect at home after, after Ian came through, and to actually just get to watch some football and really hoping for a good game, and, you know, when we got what we got, defensively, we didn't show up in the game at all. And we can talk about the fact that, that they were displaced in Miami. And, you know, and I think that's a valid excuse, Bucks fans. I'm not, I'm not going to say that's not a valid excuse. But when, when all the hopes and dreams of everybody that's, that, you know, that I mean, we didn't have power or Internet or cell phone service until Friday. Um, so when you, t- you talk about how excited you are to see something and then you, you expect this effort and, and to come out um, because it's Tampa and we're, you know, we're Florida strong and the Glaciers are, are, are really involved in the community and so are a lot of the Buck players and the Buck coaches. And, and just to have them come out and just not give any effort whatsoever, I don't know if it's a distraction, but I can tell you I've watched Bucks games since 1976. Um, I've watched some bad defenses. I sat through Lehman Bennett's defenses 
I've sat through Mike Smith's defenses, uh, Lovey Smith's defenses more recently, um, and nothing, nothing compares to uh, what we watched against Kansas City. First down running for six yards a clip the whole night. Second and four, second and three consistently. Defensive scheme not understanding, uh, allowing you know the tight end to, to get into space and, and constantly sit down in zone and letting Patrick Mahomes throw to him. And then having nobody spying on, on Patrick. So on third and 15, on second and 15, third and six, just letting him run up and down the field for first downs and having nobody in the area, having nobody in contain or outside uh, gap. I don't, I didn't understand the actual scheme that we put into place. And, and you know, Tom Bowles is a man. I mean, he took responsibility um, and that's all you can ask for. I just, as a Bucks fan and as somebody that has grown up in Tampa, you know, three miles from Tampa Stadium, Jesuit grad, USF grad, and of course I work at Bill Curry, one mile north of Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. I, this area, I love and um, just to see that was was just – I tell you what, I felt so bad after the game. I, I couldn't even sleep. I was just like, what did I literally watch? Like, wh- what was that? I mean, that's not, not even the missed tackles. It was just a complete lack of effort. Do you know how you stop the run? You stop the run because you want to beat the man in, in, in front of you. That's how you stop the run. Their offensive line, including Creed Humphrey, which was uh, one of their draft picks from last year, who – Made the Pro Bowl was a terrific pick. Absolutely set the tone from from the first um, snap, and just um, completely moved our defensive line. It was bad, guys. And and I've watched the game just one more time. Normally, I watch it many more times, and it's like this time I, I really just couldn't watch the game anymore. Let's talk about uh, some of our draft picks. So Logan Hall um, got significant snaps in this game. Really didn't do much in this game. Um, and then um, Gadicki was pass blocking surprisingly well, and then run blocking what was just not good. So that was an, that was an issue uh, for me as, as at left guard is that Gadicki has become a problem on that offensive line. But at the end of the day, he still did his job. He wasn't the reason why we lost the game. Logan Hall and Joe Tryon had more to do with that, with not. Uh, being able to get any type of penetration or pass rush. And Joe Tryon at this point needs to be sat down. And I think um, Nelson, uh, our fourth-round pick um, out of Iowa, has earned the right to start at this point with the way he can play the run. And he got another sack against Patrick Mahomes in the game. But I think at this point, you need to make you need to shake that up a little bit to help with the run. Uh, I saw Nassib on the field quite a bit too, um, especially in the second half. But getting back to Gadicki, he, he had a struggling game. Hainsey, uh, last year's guard out of Notre Dame, um, I thought played, played okay. Um, he's, an, he's an average starter. I don't think he's an above-average starter. I just think he's an average starter. I thought our offensive line for how many times we passed was, was, was pretty decent. The pressure was pretty decent. You know, obviously Brady had an amazing game, 39-52, 385, and three TDs. And then he had the one fumble where he didn't pick up the blitz, um, I think, which was his fault. Getting back to Richard White, uh, who had the fumble to start the game and really set the tone for the game, we can talk about the fact that he hasn't uh, had great ball security, and we can talk about um, you know Steve Itzbitz from Joe Buck's fan has a you know can't can't stand the guy uh, his play. I'm sure he likes the person, but he can't he doesn't like the play. I can tell you that reading Joe Buck's fan, a lot of us are trying to figure out. This includes me, and, and this is what I would ask Keith Armstrong: is why is Richard White returning kicks? Uh, and we kept Jalen Darden over Tyler Johnson for special teams. He needs to be returning kicks and punts just to have a roster spot. 
If he's just going to be a punt returner and he's not going to be active in the wide receiver game, then we need to cut him and we need to get somebody in here who can who can do more facet with the special teams and, and as a player. You know, I think Tyler Johnson obviously was a better wide receiver but couldn't play special teams. But I, I think there's something to be said there. Rashad White uh, gave us a spark, as you can see. I still think Leonard Fournette is nursing a hamstring injury. When I say spark, he caught five passes uh, for 50 yards. He had 39 yards on one drive and a touchdown run. And he definitely looked athletic. And he had three carries for six yards, which is misleading because two of those carries were for first downs and one of them was for a touchdown. So there are short yardage carries, uh, those three carries that he got. So, And I'm not defending Rashard White's ball, the, the ball con, um, control. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm, what I am pointing out is there's criticism and then there's unfair criticism. He shouldn't be returning kicks. That's a fair criticism. He has ball security issues in certain areas, which is, is, is a criticism. He needs to get better at that. Um, but I'd still like to see him run the ball in a regular circumstance. Talk about Co'Keefe, the, the tight end out of Minnesota, which, um, which was a terrific draft pick. Had an amazing catch from Brady, but he blocked so well in this game. But then the bad part of this is, is Kate Otten, our, uh, our draft pick out of Washington, is an absolutely whiffed over and over again on blocking. He, he had probably one of the worst blocking games I, that I have seen uh, out of a player. Catches the ball, runs the ball, but you, you, this is an important part. You can't run the ball effectively if you're not going to block. And and Kate out and struggle with blocking. As far as um, the defense is concerned, I saw a lot of standing around from the defensive backs after Logan Ryan went out. Neil played very well, but I saw Davis and Jamal Dean and and a lot of times just standing around watching other people get dragged by uh, Pachinko. Uh, who was the seventh-round pick out of Rutgers by the Chiefs. Uh, we made him look like Barry Sanders, which I, I still don't understand. The, wide, the Chiefs' wide receivers are, are hot garbage. Uh, Sky Moore is still a rookie. He's coming along. Without some of those drops, the game would have even been more out of hand. But we have a lot of work to do, and we can just chalk this up to the fact that uh, they were displaced, their families were with them, so maybe they weren't focused. But when you come into that stadium and you have a full stadium of people that have suffered all week, and worried about their, their livelihoods and their homes and their families. And to come out and give that kind of effort, I just I guess I just expected more. I expected them to be so fired up for our city and our fans. And just to see that was disheartening. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that I love the Buccaneers and I, and I, and I love this coaching staff. And I'm not going to pick them apart. I, I just, if we're going to lose and you're going to lose games, just please give us the effort. That's all I think as a fan. That's all I've ever wanted is let me let me at least see people trying to do their job. I just again saw a lot of standing around, saw a lot of in, uh, disinterest, especially in the second half, um, and that just needs to get corrected. And sometimes that comes from leadership. And with JPP gone and Sue gone, I don't know who our leaders are on defense. And if it's Devin White, he's a young man that you know. I don't know if he's. It has to be Levante David. Or like even Carlton Davis or or somebody because you lost like I said you lost a lot of experience and leadership with Sue and Pierre Paul. So again we're on to the Atlanta Falcons next week. So that's going to be a big game at home. So uh, I wish that I hope the Bucks rebound. So let's move on to some other games and let's talk about some other rookies. The Dolphins played the Bengals and the uh, the Dolphins lost twenty seven uh, to fifteen. You know Joe Burrow had had a, a very good game twenty of thirty one two eighty seven two TDs. He was the First-round draft pick um, out of LSU two years ago. This game was really about Tua getting injured again. 
and I'm not going to get into this con- uh, concussion protocol talk, but what I will say is that all of us know that he shouldn't have been out there on four days rest on a short week. He should have been rested. Uh, I'm going to stand by that. I don't really care what the, what the coaching staff said. I don't care. They fired the doctor. I really don't care. He shouldn't have been out there. He's not a big guy to begin with. He's injury prone from college and the injury and he's injury prone in the NFL just because of his size. There's not much he can do about it. The play that he actually got injured on, the ball should have been thrown away. He tried to hold on to the ball to make a play down the field. You, that's one of the things that you can watch with Lamar Jackson, is uh, who's a very similar running player. But Lamar Jackson is, is so cerebral when it comes to understanding where the ball is still going and his reads and when to get rid of the ball. Lamar Jackson's just an amazing player. But I wish Tua and his family the best. Moving on, uh, that puts the Bengals back to 2-2. Two and two. Moving on to the Browns and Falcons, which is Falcons or the Bucks opponent next week. The Falcons won 23-20 over the Browns. We can talk about uh, Jeremiah Wusu Kimura, which was uh, the second-round pick out of Notre Dame of the Browns last year. He was a Pro Bowl player last year, seven tackles, four solo, one pass defense, still doing his job. He's doing a terrific job. The Falcons um, got some draft picks, right? So Tyler Agier, 10 carries, 84 yards in this game. He's a fifth-round pick out of BYU. I think that's the kind of production that Steve Itzbitz has wanted from Rashard White is when you see a fifth-round draft pick like Tyler Ajir, and we're going to talk about some other running backs as well um, on this podcast that did pretty well. But um, there's an up-and-coming guy right there. Kyle Pitts, last year's top four pick, by the way, which is still shocks me out of out of the, the Gators. Uh, and I'm a big Gator, so I love Kyle Pitts, but he, I don't think that a tight end should be drafted that high. Again, one catch for 25 yards. Last week he had four catches for 35 yards. Previous weeks I think he had one catch. So he is a non-factor currently for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Drake London, their first-round draft pick out of um, USC, two two catches, 17 yards. Not much of a factor in the game. Uh, Mika Walker um, is a fourth-round pick of the Falcons out of Fresno State. He's a linebacker. He had 11 tackles in this game. Uh, If that's not a coming-out party, I don't know what is. 11 tackles is a great job. So congratulations to Mika Walker out of Fresno State. Moving on to the Vikings and the Saints. The Vikings won 28-25 to in London. For anybody who cares, uh, the Vikings suck. The Saints suck. So uh, moving on. I, mean, I have a little note right here about Chris Olave. I'm going to shout him out just because I love the kid You know, out of Ohio State. First-round draft pick, four catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. He's a star. Uh, but the Saints suck. So a sorry grace. I hope Dennis Allen gets fired. I hope they have to rebuild for the next 20 years. Commanders and Cowboys. Cowboys dominated the game from start to finish. They won 25-10. to uh, Jahan Dodson, uh, wide receiver, which was one of my top wide receivers, is actually number two on my wide receiver board after Jamison Williams, who's with the Detroit Lions. He had three catches, 43 yards, another touchdown. He is on a a, a horrid pace. Like uh, He's unbelievable right now for the Washington Redskins, or a team formerly known as the Redskins, now the Commanders with their silly uniforms. But Jahan Dodson, guys, is a star. I think you're going to see him. Is a is a offensive rookie of the year candidate in a possible Pro Bowl alternate if he continues um, this pace. Uh, Mika Parsons, last year's uh, first round draft pick out of Penn State, obviously is probably going to be defensive player of the year. He was rookie defensive player of the year last year. Probably should have been uh, defensive player of the year last year. Four tackles, four solo, half sack, uh, and a um, pass breakup, and three quarterback hurries. That guy is uh, Lawrence Taylor reincarnated. So congratulations to Mika Parsons. Um, Sea Chickens and Lions. The Sea Chickens pulled this out 48-45. to uh, This was such a heartbreaker for me. I really wanted the Lions to win this game. The Lions are the only NFL team 
uh, to score 45 points twice and lose both games, by the way. That's an interesting stat. As far as the Sea uh, Chickens, Kenneth Walker, who was their second-round draft pick out, out of Michigan State, who led um, college football in rushing, eight, had his first eight-carry game, 29 yards, 3.6 yards a carry, had a couple of catches for 36 yards. Uh, Boye Mafe. Um, out of Oklahoma, uh, this was a guy linked to the Bucks, and he was a star at the Senior Bowl. Six tackles, uh, four solo. Uh, Kobe Bryant, one of my favorite corners, which was a fourth-round pick out of Cincinnati of Seattle. Um, he was opposite Sauce Gardner. Six tackles, three solo, pass breakup. Uh, and Tariq Woolen, who was their fifth-round pick out of um, a Division three school, had five tackles and a pick six. So the Sea Chickens, as much as I, I can't stand them, had a terrific draft, and they're starting four players right now on their draft, which is which is pretty terrific, including two corner rookie corners. And they gave up 45 points to the Lions, but those corners are displayed tough. Seattle's got a lot of holes. Uh, as far as the Lions are concerned, um, Rodrigo, which was their six-round pick out of Oklahoma, 11 tackles total, eight solo tackles and a sack. Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick out of Michigan, five tackles, two solo tackles, um, no sacks, and one quarterback hurry. After his three-sack game, he, he, he had a pretty normal game, but he looks like he's nursing a, a thigh injury. Um, but again, the Lions, I think, rebound next week. But right now, they're the number one scoring offense in football. Uh, Titans and Colts. Titans won 24-17. Uh, Traylon Burks, which was the Titans' first-round draft pick. Out of Arkansas, two catches, 14 yards. Not not a really big deal. Roger McCreary, which is what um, Rebus said was the best corner in the draft over Sauce Garner and Stingley, um, had seven tackles, five solo, and a pass defense, and he's just been all world. I have to give him credit. He is a physical corner. He gets in there and stops the run, plays the run well. He plays great man-to-man. This whole thing about him not having good speed doesn't translate because the guy's hanging with the receivers. So congratulations to Roger McCreary. Alec Pierce for the Colts was their second-round pick out of Cincinnati. As you guys know, best in class. I talked about Alec Pierce. I thought he was very underrated. He had another solid week, four catches, 80 yards. So he looks like he's their true number two after Pittman. Uh, again, um, Titans win 24-17. Bears and Giants, the Giants won 20-12. to The Giants are now 3-1. and Justin Fields, uh, last year's first-round draft pick at um, um, Ohio State, 11 to 274 yards. And a touchdown, uh, still struggling. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. Khalil Herbert, uh, last year's six-round pick for the Bears out of Virginia Tech, 19 carries, 77 yards. He guy runs extremely hard. Uh, Jalen Brisker, their second-round pick out of Penn State, and I mean the Bears, five tackles, four, four for solo. He had a sack and a uh, pass defense. That guy's the real deal at safety. Kyle Gordon, their number one pick at corner out of Washington, five tackles, three solo, and pass defense. Bears have a good set of players there. They've got to add some offensive talent. Cole Komet has not done anything for Justin Fields. Mooney is not. I, I just don't see Mooney as a first guy. I think he's a solid second, maybe third guy. Um, but the Bears got a lot going on. As far as the Giants are concerned, one of my favorite players, Daniel Bellinger, he's a tight end out of San Diego State. He was their fourth-round pick. He reminds me of Pat Fryermuth uh, from last year. He's really He's really done pretty well for himself. He had... Three catches for 23 yards and another touchdown. Um, Evan Neal, the top tackle in the draft, I don't care what anybody says, out of Alabama, had his worst game as a pro, um, but still um, has his moments. But it's it's hard playing that tackle position, but he is doing a terrific job. Kayvon Thibodeau, um, the first-round draft pick out of Oregon, 
is got you know is getting his play now. He had three tackles in the tackle for loss, so you haven't seen the pass rush out of him yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Uh, next game, Jaguars and Eagles. The Eagles uh, won 29 to 21 over Jags. Devin Lloyd, my number one linebacker out of Utah, had 14 tackles again. He now leads uh, Jacksonville in tackles. He leads the entire NFC in, in um, tackles. So congratulations to Devin Lloyd. He's a he's a star player for Jacksonville. He was the 27th overall pick, which is exactly where the Bucks picked uh, would have picked in the first round had they not traded down. Trayvon Walker, the number one pick out of Georgia, five tackles, uh, three solo tackles, a very ho-hum game for him. Uh, nothing spectacular, very similar to Aiden Hutchinson. So it's pretty much a draw this week for those guys. Jordan Davis, the Eagles' number one pick out of Georgia, four tackles, uh, two solo tackles, and, and a tackle for loss, uh, is a terrific run stopper. He has been exactly as advertised. So congratulations to Jordan Davis. Jets, Steelers, Jets 24, Steelers 20. We actually saw Kenny Pickett time. Uh, Kenny Pickett, which was Dan Marino's guy. Who Dan Marino, for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, has only talked about two quarterbacks his entire time. He put his name on Justin Herbert, my boy, who is a star, and he believes that Kenny Pickett will be a star in the NFL. Went 10 of 13 for 120 yards and, and two touchdowns. He had three interceptions, and that's misleading. One of the interceptions was a Hail Mary at the end, right, which intercepted. So that's one. The second interception was another 35-yard bomb down the field where the receiver had the ball momentarily and allowed the defensive back to take it from him. And his third interception, again, with these, with these Pittsburgh receivers, goes right through the hands of a Pittsburgh receiver and is picked off by the corner behind him. So, you know, th- those guys have got to get lifted. And speaking of that, George Pickens, out of, out of Georgia, um, had six catches for 102. Now, he was a star in preseason. This is Kenny Pickett's go-to guy. So... Fantasy football guys pick up George Pickens. The guy, if Kenny Pickens is starting, Pickens is getting the, the, the catches. And he had a spectacular 30-yard run uh, and catch. I, I think you're going to see that. Now, as far as the Jets, the Jets are now 2-2. Two and two, And they had, I think, probably my favorite draft looking back. Um, I think I rated them second. But right now, it's looking fantastic. Brees Hall out of Iowa State, um, their running back. Uh, 17 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Zach Wilson, last year's number one pick at BYU, um, had a what I think is a very good game coming back. He did throw two picks, but I thought he played very well. Michael Carter, last year's uh, second round pick out of North Carolina, you know, had nine carries for uh, 25 yards. Elijah Moore, last year's wide receiver pick out of um, Ole Miss, had a decent game with 64 yards. Now. As you can see, um, what's going on with the Jets right now is they have Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. They're all sharing passes right now. So that's why I think Elijah Moore is down a little bit. Now, this year's draft class uh, with, with uh, Sauce Gardner, who's a shutdown corner. That guy's amazing, guys, out of Cincinnati. He's a star and a Pro Bowl player. Jermaine Johnson, who the Jets traded back up in the first round out of Florida State. Four tackles, three tackles solo, a pass defense, and a sack. So Jermaine Johnson now has three sacks on the season in four games. So he's, he's, he's been very, very good in situational pass rush for the Jets. So congratulations on those. Bills-Ravens, the Bills won this game 23-20. to uh, there's, no really, there's no rookies that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who, who probably is going to be the league MVP again, um, had a terrible interception uh, in the end zone, which would have won the game for Baltimore. But uh, again, he was again scrambling for his life, trying to make plays. But, again, the Bills won 23-20. Chargers-Texans. Chargers won 34-24. This wasn't much of a game. My boy Justin Herbert 
27-39-342 TDs. Uh, let's talk about Damian Pierce for the Texans. Now, this is a guy that was drafted after Rashard White, and I think that that's you know, another thing that uh, Steve is going to be talking about. But 14 carries, 131 yards, 9.5 yards a carry, and a touchdown, caught two balls for 16 yards, is, is playing like a, a star player. So congratulations to Damian Pierce and the University of Florida. Jalen Petrie, the safety out of Oregon, seven tackles, three solo. He's fantastic for the Texans. And Derek Stingley Jr. at LSU, who was the number one pick uh, of the Texans, had five tackles and um, uh, four solo, no pass defense. But um, those are pretty solid. The Texans have some guys with Nico Collins, last year's um, third-round pick out of Michigan, uh, with David Mills going on in Michigan, so or from Stanford. So you have that going on. He needs to play better or he's going to lose his job. Moving on to the Cardinals and Panthers, one of the most boring games you could possibly watch. Again, watching Panthers football is tough, guys. It's really tough. Cardinals win 26-16. to There's really nobody I wanted to go over. Kyle Murray didn't do much. He threw two touchdowns. Didn't have to. The Panthers just can't move the ball. They can't score. Moving on to the Patriots and Packers. The Packers won 27-24 over the Patriots, which sucked. I wanted the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to lose in a stupid haircut. Let's go over some rookies from this game. Bailey Zappi um, had to come in, a Division II fifth-round pick of New England, who led all of college football last year with 70 touchdowns. Yes, a 70 touchdowns, not for his career, but in one year. Went 10 of 15 for 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, 107 quarterback ranking. Uh, I think you're going to see, uh, if you see him again this week, I think um, he made some plays. So congratulations to Bailey Zappi. He was the first rookie quarterback to throw a touchdown in the 2022 season. Uh, Jack Jones, which was a fourth-round draft pick at Arizona State uh, at corner, is a star player for the Patriots. He's going to be really good for a long time. Seven tackles, three solo, one pass defense, and three quarterback hurries. They were blitzing him off the edge. Physical corner, caused a fumble. Jack Jones is a star. Write it down. Uh, Romeo Dubs, I think we talked about this guy to, at, at length. He's this year's Amal Ross St. Brown. He's out of Nevada, fourth-round draft pick, five catches, 47 yards, and a TD. He's getting open, and Aaron Rodgers is finding him. Uh, Christian Walker has not had as much luck, the second-round draft pick. Um, he had an end-around for a touchdown, a 15-yard touchdown run, but he's not catching anything. He's not getting open. Quay Walker, their number one pick out of Georgia, which I thought was a reach at, 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 at where they picked him. I think they picked him at 23. He had eight tackles in the game. He's had a solid, solid start to his career. So I love it when I'm wrong about rookies. So Quay Walker has proved me wrong. He's a much better professional player than he was a college player, and that happens sometimes. So congratulations to Quay Walker. And the scheme he's running fits him a lot. Uh, Broncos and Raiders. Raiders won 32-23 to over the Broncos. Russell Wilson looks done. Javante Williams, last year's star running back out of North Carolina, lost for the season. The Raiders got their first home win. Josh Jacobs um, out of Alabama, 28 carries, 144 yards, and two Ds from, from three years ago. Again, there's no other rookies I want to review with these guys. But again, Raiders won 32-23. Last game of the week, the 49ers and the Rams. The 49ers dominated the game 24-9. you got to love Monday Night Football when it's in, when it's in San Francisco. It just, it's just so awesome. And to see Jimmy Garoppolo play well and Kittle back and – that's just some really great stuff to watch. And to have somebody like um, Jeff Wilson Jr., like a guy that's unheard of, you know, uh, continue to carry the ball, 18 carries, 274 yards in a TD. Cooper Cup did his thing. But, again, uh, Stafford didn't play well in this game. There's no rookies that I wanted to, re to review. I just thought this was a really fun game to watch, and, a, and it was nice to actually watch a good football game. But that wraps up week four in the NFL. 
Guys, I'll be in a much better mood hopefully next week. Again, it's been a somber week. Lack of sleep. I'm trying to get um, people um, fed and, and have electricity and make sure that their families are taken care of. Again, please reach out at bestinclass at billcurry.com or gthomas at billcurry.com if you want to help in any way, volunteer your time or volunteer um, any household items. Uh, we'll be moving. We'll be taking them down to to Inglewood, Florida, which again took a direct hit from the hurricane as it came up. So uh, please have them in your prayers. Uh, again, uh, follow us at Bill Curry Ford uh, Tampa. Visit our website at BillCurryFord.com. We have a lot of great things going on, especially with a with the hurricane a deal. We're offering anybody that was affected by the hurricane an additional five hundred dollars off. Uh, to help them with their situation. I'm also doing gift cards for ordering to help anybody get supplies that they need. Um, they can order a car for me and I'll give them $500. There's a lot of things that we're doing, guys. Please visit us and our construction uh, is moving along uh, really well and the storm didn't affect, did not affect our construction, which is a, a blessing. I, I hope that the Bucks have a better showing against the Falcons. I hope you enjoyed your review. I'd like to thank uh, the Curry family uh, for all they do for the community and allowing me to do my podcast and Joe Bucks fan. Um, just a great bunch of guys. Anything to say, Grace? No. All right. You guys have a great night. I'll see you next week.